0: Hi, Paul. Welcome to San Francisco. Unpacked your bags Just about to. Oh, don't. Hop over to Virginia City, Nevada. Wait a minute, Paul. I just got Virginia here. Virginia City, the ghost town that's no longer a ghost over on the other side of Reno. Our man there is Jake Walton. Well, what's the problem? A gold rush. That was a hundred years ago. Yeah, there's a new one right now. You're kidding. And with all the same problems, including a couple of murders. So fly over there and see Jake Walton. All right. All right. CBS Radio Network brings you Mandel Kramer and the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. (laughs) Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to Greater Southwest Insurance Company Home Office, San Francisco, California following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the gold rush matter expense account item one two hundred and sixteen dollars even for the flight to san francisco and the hotel room item two eighteen fifteen for a plane to the busy noisy town of reno One of the gambling and divorce capitals of the West as well as a business center for the mining and cattle industries. Item three, 50 bucks deposit on a rental car. And with the afternoon sun at my back, I drove south and east to Virginia City. Virginia City. Colorful, fabulous monument to the rip-roaring days of the famous Comstock load when a man's life all too often depended on how fast he could draw on how well he could defend a rocky piece of desert land that he hoped would stretch out a vein worth millions of dollars in gold-bearing quartz or the heavy blue mud that was rich in silver. A lot of the old landmarks are still there for the tourist trade. Piper's Opera House. You pick up a key at the Bucket of Blood Saloon. The Crystal Bar. The territorial enterprise that carried the writings of Mark Twain. The gambling halls where instead of money on the tables, it was gold dust and nuggets. And on dark nights, I've been told, you can see the ghosts of the Bonanza Kings pacing the streets. Fair, Flood, and O'Brien. Mills, Gould, and McKay. A grizzled old character sitting on a rocker in front of the bucket of blood didn't even look up when I asked him directions. Well, son, Jake Walton's office is right there across the street, other side of the newspaper. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, I see it now. Thank you very much. But he ain't there. Oh, I see, um... You don't have to know where I can find him, do you? Oh, I know where he is, all right. But uh, I wouldn't go there, son. Not if I was you. Why not? Well, them and the sheriff, they're out to the Scarlet Queen. That's a gold mine. The Scarlet Queen? Yeah, about halfway up Six Mile Canyon over there. Mm-hmm. There's no wagon track up to the pass. Can I navigate that wagon road in my car? Well, uh, that's a pretty new car you got there. Real pretty. No, sir? Take a horse or a burr, unless you got four-wheel drive. Oh, Where can I get a hold of a horse? Drake Bakley's stable down the end of the street. But, uh, don't you go to that mine. Why not? Well, there's been another killing out there, like there's going to be more of them. More dynamite accidents. Like the one that, uh, done this to me. Did what to you? Ha! Huh. Didn't notice, eh? Hey? I'm blind. At Judd Blakely's stable, after a lot of argument that I should stay away from the Scarlet Queen, I finally got hold of a horse by forking over a $200 deposit. Then I headed up into Six Mile Canyon. A couple of miles later, I found the old wagon road to the mine. It was crooked and steep, and there was a narrow pass to go through at the top. But from the pass, when I let the horse stop there for a breather, I could see the mine below me. There were two or three weather-beaten shacks right next to a platform with tracks on it that led into a hole in the sheer face of a cliff. A couple of Jeeps and a beat-up old high-wheeled truck stood in front of the line of shacks, and a group of men were hauling a body out of an ore car to load it onto a truck. Oops. I got off the horse and over behind a big boulder and nothing flat. Gunshot and come from my left, and we're still coming and from someplace and somebody I couldn't see. The next one, the horse took off. I felt a little alone, a little helpless at that moment. It's the understatement of the week. With a twig and mesquite, I raised my hat above the protection of the boulder, hoping to draw another shot to get a better idea where to start shooting myself. Nothing happened. Slowly, cautiously, then I worked around to the far edge of the boulder and carefully looked around the edge of it. Holy... That was in back of me. Don't
1: move, stranger. What? You swing that gun of yours around this way and you're going to be real dead.
0: Well.
1: Mister, you drop that little lemon squeezer you got in your hand. Then up on your feet and turn around and face that rock.
0: All right. Why not?
1: Go on. Turn around. Face up to that rock with your feet apart. You put your hands up on it.
0: You have the gun.
1: Higher. Get those hands up higher. You make one move, I pull this trigger. You're the boss. You're darn right I am. Okay, Jake?
2: Jake? Looks like you got
1: him, Leona. That's a city man. Told you it wasn't nobody from around the Comstock.
2: Looks like you're right, Leona, huh?
1: So watch him, Jake, huh? Real careful. He may be a tricky one.
2: You got a good point there, Leona. So it's just to make sure he don't try any tricks. Uh-
0: <laughs> have to stay alert don't let drowsiness slow you down perk up perk up with no
2: dose
0: the safe way to stay alert without harmful stimulants remember when you're driving working studying and monotony makes you feel drowsy perk up perk up with no dose no dose I saw Jake start to throw that punch, and when you know it's coming in from where you roll, the punch and I rolled... And I turned and took him with me, and together we rolled on the ground. Yes. I
2: grabbed for the legs of the girl. and no. thong, she came back. No. Then I managed to grab
1: a wrist, a handful
2: of blonde hair with the man's head under my arm with all the pressure I could put on it. No, stop, I give up. Wait, mister, okay, 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 okay. Please, I give up. Me too. Okay. All right, now, I've yeah. got the rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Now, don't
1: worry, mister. Don't worry. Yeah. And you got it. A lot of muscle for a city man.
0: You now. Yes, sir. Pick up that handgun of mine by the barrel with your fingers and bring it over here. Like it
1: says, Jake. Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. By the barrel now and
2: be careful. Here. Here on. Mr. Jake, huh? Yes, sir. Jake Walton. What? And this here is Mr. Jake
0: Walton of Greater Southwest Insurance? Yes,
2: sir. (laughs) Me and Miss Leona, we (laughs) was only up here account of this last accident of mine. Oh, no. And when we see you prowling around up here... We... Oh.
1: Huh? You mind telling us what you think is so gall and funny? Well, I'm
2: sorry, ma'am. Look, my name is Johnny Dollar. Dollar? Well, well Leona, listen. Dollar here is a man I've been waiting
1: for. I don't care what... Oh, he is? I must say,
0: uh, you certainly gave me a nice reception.
1: Well, we didn't know. We thought you were the ones been making all this trouble up here. Oh, you did, hmm? Yeah, it's a fact, Johnny.
2: And listen, this one today makes the second killin'. There at the mine. Somebody's using dynamite at the wrong place and the wrong time.
1: And, Johnny, it was one of those blasts that blew my Uncle Dave out of the shaft, and he's blind now on account of it.
0: The blind man that I met in Virginia City in front of the bucket of blood? Yes, sir, Johnny.
2: Dave Halver.
1: That's what brought me here, Johnny, from off my dad's ranch to see if I could help him and help find out who's doing all of this. And when Jake and I heard the shots up here, who were you shooting at, Johnny?
0: Hmm? Oh, um... Just a couple of rattlesnakes I saw.
1: At uh, this time of year?
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: oh, to think I almost aimed the rifle at your head because of what I thought you were. Oh,
2: I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, so am I, Johnny. This gal can shoot the eye out of a gnat. would have killed you, sure. And I guess nobody would have blamed her much either. Knowing what's been going on and not realizing who you were, I was hoping she would hit you.
1: That would have been terrible. It
2: sure would. Now tell me just exactly what's been going on around here, Jake. Yeah, well, look, I see the sheriff's leaving with Jerry's body now. So let's go down there to the mine and uh, I'll show you.
0: All right, let's go. The Scarlet Queen, named after a shady lady of the 60s, the 1860s, was a small but very old mine away from the main body of the Comstock Lode, but once considered a fairly profitable maverick offshoot of it.
2: Now, watch your step, Johnny. There's a big vertical hole along here, and if you ever fell into it, See it
0: there? Yes, yes, I see it, Jake. Just keep that lamp of yours on the ceiling and we'll be okay.
1: Johnny, you want to kind of give me a hand?
2: Sure, I'd be glad to. Here you
1: i still not exactly used to being around inside of these mines.
2: They never did have any business opening up this one again. Oh, why not, Jake? It never will pay off.
1: Well, Uncle Dave thinks it will. And he ought to know on account of it really ought to belong to him.
2: Should it, Leona?
1: Sure, if that crooked lawyer hadn't fixed it so now as it belongs to... Lambert.
2: Well, I'm not so sure that lawyer wasn't right, Leo. So Uncle
1: Dave ends up working for him until that dynamite hits him down here and blinds him.
2: Yeah, well, maybe it was like the New York Keystone mine the other side of town that started this latest gold rush now. How do you mean? The original shaft was sunk back in 70 by some fellas who didn't even own the property. So all the owners had to do was wait until the shaft was finished and then take over oh easy now. Now we go down this ladder to the second level. You make it all right, Miss Leona?
1: Sure I can. You two go on ahead. All right,
2: now. Right, Al. What, uh, what started this new
0: gold rush, Jake?
2: Oh, talk about maybe the government raising the price of gold, I guess. A lot of the old mines may be opened up again. At least them is can mill out $30, $40 a ton or more. I see now, the last couple of rungs are missing now, so watch the step.
0: I'm okay. I'm on solid ground again.
1: Yeah, she'll be glad when you get the elevator working again. John, Oh, it. Oh, 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 yes. oh, what's the
0: matter?
2: Oh,
1: thank wow. goodness you were here to catch
0: me, Chuck. Oh, anytime, anytime, any oh,
1: I'm afraid I, I'm too heavy for you. Uh,
0: you sure you didn't do that huh? on purpose?
1: If I had, would you mind?
2: I was hoping you had. Oh, well, now set her down, Johnny, and let's get on with
1: this. Would you mind your own business, Jake Walton?
0: There on the second level, Jake led us to a spot in the tunnel that was completely shored in with 12 by 12s.
2: we an old side passage, give way. There's no the rubble way. on the floor oh, of the tunnel there. It looked as though it had been literally blown
0: away, and the acrid smell of dynamite still lingered in the air.
2: Yeah, a man would be in here working on these ties, Johnny, where they're going to lay track for some ore car. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a stick of dynamite would go off. Right here, where it had no business.
1: First one of them killed Harry Beller. another one blinded Uncle Dave. And
2: then just before you come, young Jerry Lambert, the nephew of the owner... Give me have that lamp a minute, Jake. Oh, sure. Something here I want to... See.
1: Oops. Oh,
2: that gang it busted. Yeah. Yeah, all right, that's that.
1: But can we find our way out of here now without a light? Sure we can. Jake?
2: Uh, sure we can, Miss Leona, but...
0: Uh, uh... We better be mighty careful about that hole we have to skirt around up in the tunnel above.
2: <laughs> Back to Virginia, a lot shorter than the one you took. <laughs> a lot smoother too. You call this smooth?
1: You never been aboard a bronc, Johnny.
2: Well, if it's any worse than this, sir. look, there's the horse that I hired. Better stop and get him. He cost me a couple of hundred bucks. Sir. Don't you worry none. You'll go on back to the stable. And that reminds me, where well, you going to have supper and stay in overnight? We got an extra bedroom, Johnny.
1: But well, so is Uncle James, Johnny. And I'm an awfully good cook, huh, Johnny? Well,
2: that's the kind of invitation I like, Leona. Good. Okay. I won't try to compete with a pretty gal. (laughs) But uh,
0: I think I better stay with Jake. But why? That is, if I may borrow this Jeep for a while tonight.
1: Oh?
2: Well, sure. Anything you want. But why? Just a little idea I have.
1: Then later? hmm?
2: Yeah. Later, Leona.
0: About who'd taken those pot shots at me out there at the pass just before Jake and Leona appeared on the scene. The shots had come from my left, the side nearest Virginia City. And that other tunnel, Jake had mentioned, originally entering the mine where the dynamite had been set but now timbered off. Or was it really? That too was on the left, the Virginia City side. And more important, so was the shortcut. Yes, and using that shortcut this afternoon, somebody who'd seen me there in town could easily have beat me to the pass and been waiting for me. But who? And did Jake and Leona have some reason for not taking me down to the mine while the sheriff was still there?
2: Uh, uh, Best darn apple pie you ever made, Martha.
1: Well, thank you, Jake. Have some more, Mr. Dollar? No,
2: no, thank you. i have got plenty, but it was
1: great. Well, then you men just run along and I'll wash up the dishes. Didn't you say you had to meet with somebody tonight, Jake?
2: Oh, just uh, some of the boys over at the Delta. Uh, if I can have the keys to your Jeep then, Jake. Oh, sure. Yeah. But wouldn't you rather use my sedan? After <laughs> all, oh, with a pretty girl like that, eh?
0: Well, let's let's say the Jeep is more romantic. 680 for a powerful electric lantern and a small flashlight, just in case. Then I took off in the jeep. Just out of the north end of town, I heard shots off in the distance. But who would be using a gun this time tonight? I took the shortcut to the Scarlet Queen this time, and there I found the entrance to the side tunnel cleverly hidden under a pile of discarded roofing, and that slanting shaft was perfectly clear as far as I could see in it. I went around to the main entrance, into the tunnel there, down the ladder to the second level, and this time I looked at those heavy shoring timbers carefully. Yes, and one spot where the side tunnel would be, instead of a 12 by 12, was a little square of 1 by 12. On a hinge, a door, where somebody could throw in a stick of dynamite and kill whoever was working in there. Hung the lantern from the ceiling. Then I heard it. Somebody was coming down that side tunnel. I touched the lantern to make it swing, to look as though I were there and moving around. And then quietly I ran back and up the ladder, but as I reached the upper level...
1: Well, did it get him?
2: Can't see yet. Not until the dust clears down here, but must have got him.
1: And come on, let's get back to town. Let somebody find him there in the morning. Leona and the old man. That's all
0: I need to know. Want to give up strong-tasting cigarettes? Treat your taste kindly with Kent. Want to give up harsh-tasting cigarettes?
1: Treat your taste kindly with
0: Kent. Want to give up rough-tasting cigarettes?
1: Treat your taste kindly with Kent. Smoke Kent, the Micronite Filter Cigarettes.
0: Yes, Kent, the cigarette that made the filter famous, lets you get away from cigarettes that sometimes taste too strong too harsh, too rough, because Kent, with the Micronite filter, refines away harsh flavor, refines away rough taste for the mildest taste of all. If you want to get away from strong, harsh-tasting cigarettes, change to Kent. Remember, the finer the filter, the milder the taste.
1: Treat your taste kindly with Kent, smoke Kent, the Micronite filter cigarette.
2: This town will bust out all over again. you see, see that What about the pebbly Sheldon. Well, <laughs> You know what I heard? I heard they're going to open up the line on D Street again. You, Dominic, another couple of beers over uh, here. Have, right. you over have a word. Anybody seen King Johnny since you took off his whip? Don't look at Well, what are you doing here, Johnny? I thought she had a date tonight. Well, I did of a sort. I take it you've been here all evening, Jake. Sure, sure Have.
0: Haven't I? Heard? I thought so. You will have a beer? No. Nope. Come on, Jake. We have a job to do. The job? Can you borrow a length of rope and a gun from somebody?
2: Got a piece of rope in the back of my car. And also a 30-30. All right, then. Come on. You can't believe it, Johnny. And you'll have to see for yourself,
0: Jake. Just be sure you do exactly as I say. Okay, Johnny, okay. Keep the engine idling to cover any sound you might make. Right. Hi, Leona.
1: Why, well, I, I was kind of hoping you'd drop around tonight. Why, come in. Uh, who is it, Leona? A friend of mine, Johnny Dollar, Uncle Dave. Well, well, well How uh, how are you, Mister Dollar? Why, you're the young fellow asked me directions this afternoon. I can tell by the uh, voice. That's right. I'll go in the kitchen and fix up a drink. Sit down, Johnny. Make yourself comfortable. Yes, yeah, sure, boy. Sit down. And what do you think of this lively little town of ours now, eh? Nothing but tourists these days. As
0: though I was you simply going to toilet, move it and from one here, pocket to, to another, I drew out my thirty-eight, and as, did, and as I did, he slowly, almost did, imperceptibly, started moving his hand toward a drawer in the table yes, he was sitting beside. Was Nor did he raise his head towards me. You do what I said and stay away from the Scarlet Queen mine this afternoon. No, I went on up there, Mr. Halber. You did, huh? (laughs) Shouldn't I? Because of what you said. Oh? About your blindness. Here. Yes. But a minute before you told me about it, you noticed I was driving a brand new car because you saw that I was. And that's what told me the blind act as a phony to back up your tale that you were dynamited. At the mine you wanted for yourself by hook or crook. And your next victim would have been Skeet Lambert, the owner. Yeah? Don't reach for that drawer. Okay. Okay. Dollar.
1: He doesn't need to, Johnny. Don't move. He doesn't? Hmm? No. Because I got this one.
2: And me, Leona? Yes. Well, this gun's aimed straight at your head.
1: Then it's you, I... Are... Oh, boy.
0: Sorry, Leona, but you should have known better. Jake, you want to come inside and call the sheriff? I don't know whether Leona was actually involved in the murders in the mine or not. I hope not, because she was a doll. Then, sometimes, they're the most dangerous kind. Anyhow, it'll be up to the courts again to figure it out. Expense account total, including the way back home to Hartford... Call it $700 even. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. If you drive a car, remember this. Almost anywhere in the country where you see the Sinclair sign, you can save up to four cents a gallon on gasoline by using Sinclair Dino. That's because in three out of five cars, regular price Sinclair Dino matches the performance of expensive premium gasolines costing up to four cents more a gallon. Drive with care, and buy Sinclair Dino Gasoline. (laughs) Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, is written by Jack Johnstone, produced and directed by Fred Hendrickson. Johnny Dollar is played by Mandel Kramer. Also featured in our cast were Cliff Owen, Reynolds Osborne, Terry Keane, Leon Janney, Rosemary Rice, and Sam Raskin. Music supervision by Gene Sines. Sound patterns by Walter Otto. Technical direction, Michael Shoskis. Be sure to join us next week, same time, same station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. This is Stuart Metz speaking.
1: This is Betty Furness. Every weekday, three times daily, I report to you latest items of interest in the woman's world. Dimension is my vehicle, and the CBS Radio Network is my home address and yours as we explore the dimension of what interests women today.
0: World, nation, or neighborhood. Expanded CBS News covers them all on the CBS Radio Network.